Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on DeerCast. I believe this is episode 55. So what's up, Garrett? Good one here via Zoom. We're trying to get you in studio, but I think you've probably exhausted all your time off work and probably any free time with hunting as hard as you've been hunting. Yeah, I owe my boss probably quite a bit of venison for as amount of time as I've been taking off lately. <laughs> So work is pretty flexible, I'm assuming. Does he, did he give you more than you're allowed type of thing, kind of work with you to fill tags? Yeah, or? for the most part. I mean, my, you know, I, I, you know, I owe my boss a lot. I mean, he's pretty, you know, it's actually him and I that, wrote, you know, work and are the only ones in the store. So it's like he's by himself if I'm gone. So it's kind of takes one for the team. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, you've been on before, but for people who don't know, and they're wondering why the heck I'm talking to you. Maybe introduce yourself because you're, you're quite the hustler, man, especially as of the last couple of years of hunting. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I'm Garrett from Michigan, uh, born and raised. Um, always been racing my entire life, and, but also hunting, but not as full throttle, full force into the hunting as I always wanted to be just because of racing yeah. And uh, when the economy took a hit, budget kind of cut down on the racing. I, you know, enjoyed always hunting, got more into archery, you know, got my first two deer with a gun. And it just, you know, it was exciting, but I wanted, you know, more fulfillment, more, you know, wanted yeah. to challenge myself more. I know people so, are going to ask what kind of racing and I, I know what kind, but I guess I don't know what it's called. Yeah, no, uh, there's always all sorts of different racing out there, but I run on dirt track, circle track, um, and the micro sprint series and the 600 cc's. So I race Illinois, Indiana, stuff like places like that used to run all over the country until, you know, our lovely economy, but yeah, yeah. I hear that. It's expensive. Just like anything's expensive nowadays, but okay. So nowadays I'm going to ask you this before we go on with the podcast racing or hunting. What's better. What do you like more right now in your life? What are you more passionate about? If you had to give one up or the other, what are you giving up right now? I tell you what, it'd probably be, I'd be hunting. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's a different, you know, both adrenaline F is, you know, the hustle's both there. Um, each take a different amount of hustle, different style of hustle. Yeah. But you can still benefit and learn from both sides of it. Yeah. But you get that peace out in the woods that 
you know, it's a different sort of piece. Um, right. You're not really like relaxing and getting like to really probably think about life and stuff as much racing as you are sitting in a, in a tree somewhere. Maybe you are in a, in a different way, but I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I'm, you know, when I'm in a race car, it's, you know, I'm living life. I'm, you know, it's peaceful, but it's also, you know, full throttle all the time, you know, yeah. you're living on the edge and then, but hunting, you know, you get that same adrenaline, you know, when something, you know, you shoot a deer, or just, you know, you see deer, stuff like that. Um, mm. But then you have that calm and your peace and you're, you know, you get to enjoy nature and what For we sure. have out in the woods. Well, I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk, get you on, you know, so quickly, because you, you've been, man, your, your hustle has just been unmatched. Like, you know, when I see people that are into hunting or basically learning to hunt, maybe haven't been bow hunting hard for a long, long time. There's certain people it takes a long time for them to like, things have to click over time. And, and that's whether it's just to kill deer consistently and then there's like another gear you can shift into kind of talking and racing that it's like killing bucks consistently. And then there's another gear you can shift into to where it's like killing bigger, more mature bucks consistently, or, you know, you're in Michigan and, you know, different parts of the state or different parts of the country, wherever state you are, you kill the most mature, biggest deer you can in the area that you're hunting. And I think that's what matters most uh, versus like, if he's 180 or a hundred inches like it, you know that broad spectrum you just you can only shoot what's there and i know michigan we have a lot of listeners in michigan we get a lot of feedback from people in michigan and we ran a raz michigan we raz every state to be honest but um we've had some guests on from michigan that kind of bag on michigan in a negative light and then we'd have guests on from michigan that give michigan credit in a different light so and the feedback from listeners is exactly that it's 50 50. I get hey, Michigan's great. It's like the, the traditional deer hunting deer camp stuff. And then I get the other half of those people that are like, man, Michigan sucks. No one's on deer quality management programs. Nobody thinks that way. Like they do in Iowa and Illinois, I want out of the state. So <laughs> it's cool seeing you in Michigan working with what you got. Yeah, I mean, you, you you have to work with what you got, and then sometimes you have to go out of your comfort zone and learn new areas, and you don't know what what's in that area if you're hunting, say, public land, or, um, you know, I just started dabbling in a little bit of public land this year, last year, and more this year, mm -hmm. um, but then I picked up a new lease this spring. I uh, joined on with two buddies and, uh, you know, I did a lot of pre-scouting during Turkey season cause I never actually had good property to hunt by myself Yeah. Uh, for turkeys. I always had to go with my uncle and cousin, stuff like that, which was still always a blast. You always want to go with friends and family Turkey hunting. Of course. Um, but actually having a piece of property that you have, you know, that you can go even by yourself, scout, shed hunt, do all that stuff prep it and i did a lot of pre-scouting um a lot of spring and early summer scouting just to see the deer and just you know picking my very first sheds ever this year which you know got me even more pumped for deer season right and uh because you know the property that i've always hunted my entire life is literally a narrow strip of six and a half acres Mm -hmm. and that you you know it's just timber but yeah that's all i got and i'm stuck with what i got unless you know going you know to public land and stuff like that and which is fine during bow season but i the orange army and public land with michigan i some people love it and i give them props i just to me i <laughs> a lot of wild cards you can play in there yeah. a, lot, a lot of random yeah, stuff a lot of, lot of wild cards going into that one. I get that. It, but you you seem like a guy that I've watched just like evolve quickly. You know, um, I feel like you've shortened your learning curve down quite a bit. And that now you, you're consistently getting opportunities at deer at least. Um, 
and obviously you're tagged out in Michigan. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. So it's just cool to see like the amount of work you put in. And I even said something to you. I'm like, dude, for how you hustle, like, okay, tag out in Michigan, but bounce down to Indiana, bounce yep. over to Illinois, basically treat it like your race circuit. You yep. know, like the amount of hustle you put in, there's big bucks in your future because you're not afraid to put in the work. Now, you know, you just have to learn how and where to put in the work on new properties, just like anything, you know? Exactly. Yep. But I, I think you you can do that. Yeah, I have yeah. no doubt in my mind that you can do that, really. So, and, you know, I owe all that, you know, that learning curve to, you know, you guys on the podcast I've been listening to and becoming friends with for so for so long, uh, you know, having deer cast, looking at reading all the articles, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, for not having that much experience on uh, shot placement on deer, especially in archery, you know, that deer cast track, you know, I sometimes I'll just, we don't have a lot of movement. Like when I shot my first book, we didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of movement first after first half of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I would just sit on deer cast, you know, in my saddle and just point in different spots and just see how, you know, what were to, you know, burn that in my mind of, you know, when the moment happens, that's going to be, you know, a, that's place a good where- tip actually, rather than just using deer cast track in a, in a, Oh crap situation. Like where did I hit this deer? How am I going to trail it? Just watch it. You could use deer cast track for entertainment is what you're doing. Just, yeah, I was literally using it for entertainment and just seeing like how each shot placement, like if I shot here, if I, you know, this is where the most effective out of all the results seem to be. So just try to yeah. pinpoint it to that area. Um, yeah. and then just burn that in my mind, especially when you're trying to kill some time, you know, instead of paint, uh, playing candy crush or something on your, on your <laughs> that's phone. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea to do that way. You know, I, I get, I've done that in the past as well. I just deer cast tracks an underutilized tool until you have to use it. And typically when you have to use it, it's not always the best scenario, but maybe it is. I don't know. I've, more time. It's not the best scenario. Yeah. I've, you know, I've used it, you know, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, frequently in the last probably year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been very beneficial on, you know, what to do, especially, um, for like, you know, on my last year, you know, I sent you a screenshot of the shot placement when I called you and, you know, we got a game plan and yeah, that's, you know, which we'll probably get more into. Yeah, we can get right into that right now. Actually, we can talk about that, Buck, because you filled one tag earlier and you did a podcast on the CC Hunt Files about that deer, I believe, right? I'm losing track of everything you're shooting. And then, uh, so you did that podcast with Clint. And then in our group, we have a big team group chat for WCB. You're sending pictures of like deer you're trying to hone in on. And you're just, dude, you're always out there hustling in one way or another. And I'm like, well, it's a matter of time, I you know, from my perspective. And then next thing I know, you're you gave you called me a few days ago, right? Has it even been a week? No, it dude, it's been three, three today's Friday. It was Tuesday afternoon, was when I went out to hunt. It was for Michigan firearm opener. Mm-hmm. Um with a bow. With a bow. I since 2018, that's the last time I've taken a firearm for deer out yeah. into the deer woods. Nothing against it, it's just bow's a little more rewarding in the midwest it is for it's more of a challenge for me um and uh i just love archery a lot you know i've worked in an archery shop now you know i'm working on trying to get my own started and uh i just love the sport of archery i love hunting with a bow it's just Mm -hmm. challenging and especially being on the racing side of things you always want to challenge yourself and yeah it's uh makes sense I don't, yeah i mean it's not like it, you you're always gonna have challenges firearms or not mm-hmm. um but it's just a different style of challenge i guess um yeah yeah i get that i mean yeah they all have their challenges but also too once you bow hunt for so long and you're doing all these sets and hanging hunts and all this stuff you you just want to commit to the bow to get a, the buck you want with the bow 
yeah, and everybody, yeah. I think everybody listening that bow hunts gets that, you know? Um, oh yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know. We don't really need to elaborate on that, but I know you're dialing in on this deer and then you're doing hanging hunts. You're all over the place. So I guess just kind of talk about this buck and then let's break down the story. And then uh, basically let's catch up to where you called me three days ago. Yeah. So, um, I've been, you know, I got some cell cams out on, on our lease and I've gotten a lot of, you know, through summer to, you know, to this moment, you know, I've gotten a lot of, uh, smaller bucks to, you know, great bucks in our area, you know, cause Michigan, you know, you have great bucks. It's just small pockets, depends on food, stuff like that. That's very um, much what it seems like too, from just interacting with people who interact with us or the podcast. Like, right. I mean, you go more Northern, uh, you have less ag in Michigan. So the deer quality is different. Um, it just, you know, depends on you get those little pockets and that's in any state really is from yeah. what I've been learning and seeing, um for sure but, i'd agree uh i've actually never got the, the deer that i ended up shooting this tuesday um i've actually never gotten him on camera but i've seen him on the hoof when i was chasing after another i had my eyes set on another buck and i had him on the hoof one morning and i was like whoa where did he come from and this mm -hmm. was like first first week of November. And I was like, Whoa, I'm like, all right, you're uh, I got to remember you. And I had him as close as 30, 35 yards. He came into my right and uh, he came in and bedded down after two does got out of their beds, which was um, really cool. And I was really hoping he was going to circle around to have a shot. And all I could see was just rack. I was like, mm -hmm. Oh man, I don't, I don't get this. I've never Trail really cameras it. don't tell the entire story all the time. No, no, does definitely does not. And I've got quite, I've seen a few bucks on, on the hoof, uh, that I don't even have on camera. And then there's some that I've seen on camera that I'm after that I've not yet to even see on the hoof. So it's like, yeah, well, I'm telling you, man, trail cameras are awesome. They're so much fun, but they don't tell the entire story. And I think they can make you miss a lot of deer because if you have a trail camera and you're a stand and you're like, Oh, I'm not seeing this big deer. He could be on the other side of the trail or a pinch of a big buck. You don't even know about. And then you don't feel like going there, but then you go there and you see one, you're like, what, what, what the heck, and, you know? And to, and to prove it and to tell a great example of that reasoning is I had one of my cell cameras on a really hot corner that come out of the timber. Um, into the ag field and all summer long you know into the you know right before opening season uh opening day archery you know i'd always get you know deer strolling through there to the field coming back into the timber every day you know great bucks and all of a sudden it went cold i was like what i'm like is there anything anything out in the field anything coming through i was like and i went in for a hunt and i noticed a big tree had fallen and like, like literally closed their walkway through there. Mm -hmm. So they, what they ended up doing was beating a path down on the other side of my camera and never getting in the rain into the, <laughs> into the infrared area yeah. of catching them on camera. And it wasn't until I had shot my first buck off the field edge to notice, Oh, well, they're coming a different way. Cause what used to be their path was now blocked by a huge tree. So yeah. that's on the, on the list in the spring to clean up. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I mean, it can just be little stuff like that, but also too, I have, just speaking of that, I have a spot where I think I've, I figured the deer would pinch down tighter naturally at this terrain feature that I put a camera in. And I realized a lot of the deer hug the outside of this pinch rather than the inside of it. Like I thought they would just hard to explain just talking about it, but you'd have to see right. it. And my big buck that I just shot well, the first time I saw him, he skirted the very outside of that, just outside of comfortable shooting range. And I'm like, Being on the opposite I'm, of what you thought he was going to, I hug. thought he'd come in tighter to where I was. There's like an opening there and whatever. But in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to put a log over there or a little brush pile to pinch them down that way if it happens again 
they kind of have to come around and come closer. Um, but I'm weird like that. I don't like doing that stuff too much. If it looks unnatural, I don't like it. So right. we'll it's see. Like putting a, it's like putting a pop-up line three days before you want to sit there for deer and you have no brush or nothing around. It's just, it's not, I don't know. It just doesn't ease your mind that it's natural. Exactly. So in the spring, I'm going to take some equipment in there and there's a lot of down logs that need cleaned up in this area anyway. So the ones that I think will look effective and, uh, basically I don't want to sit in my tree stand and look at it and be like, God, that just looks like I put it there. You know what I mean? I want it to look like it was supposed to be there. Right. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to do an artificial version of what happened for this pinch point and see if I have any success with it. We'll see. I don't know. Hey, trial and error. Yeah. I mean, I, I always, I always think about getting like round bales and putting them in certain spots, but I don't know. That I feels know. a little weird. I know a farmer or two to help you out with that. I could, but then it's like, then I got to stare at these farm round bales <laughs> that I just put up out there and it just feels weird to me, but I don't like know. We'll not, see. Even part, not even part of what, what you have there in the environment. I, I guess what would change that for me, if I had an open hay field or an open field and it was just like, it's all I have and I have to put in something like if I had to border up a food plot to make the deer feel safe to be in this one spot, or if I had a pesky neighbor that was like an anti-hunter, I'd stack up hay bales along the whole fence, which would be hilarious. But um, anyway, going back to our main topic. Right. Um, yeah. The trail camera doesn't tell the whole story. No, definitely does not. Definitely does not. And uh, I actually ended up having a second encounter with him, this same buck uh opening day eve which would be the 14th which mm. was i i was like all right i'm gonna go out the 14th of gun season you're saying open yep, day of eve gun event. season for a firearm I'm like i'm gonna go out before uh stuff starts getting crazy with all the guns you know popping off and starting to put you know pressure on all these deer yeah and man i didn't see nothing 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 and then like right at last light I had three does come running in and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden I just see tall antlers coming chasing and it's like dark. So it's kind of hard to tell, um, what exactly, which deer this was. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, oh man, all right. Well, because that video that I had sent you, those two bucks crossing through that I sent to the group chat, mm -hmm. uh, I moved up way farther the next time um, to try to be like, okay, this seems to be, you know, their least, like less resistance of like, of where they're going to travel through. So I'm like, all right, I need to get farther up there. Um, so the next day, um, which would have been the day, the night that I saw that at last light, that, that buck, uh, I set up in that same area. And that's when he came in chasing those three does. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, I've already kind of wasted a lot of days here with my boss, you know, yeah. asking days off and stuff like that, which I get vacation days. It's just like, you know, I, I want to use them in good spots, which is great um, when it comes to deer cast. Cause like, it just says, if it's green, I'm, all right. I'm like, it's, 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 yeah. you don't mind should, taking a day. I don't mean mind taking a day off. It's just asking my boss, Hey, uh, hey man, it's green. Does your boss have deer cast? No, but you know, I show him deer cast a lot. <laughs> probably sick. He's like, I hate that app. <laughs> oh, he's like, all right. He's it gets like the uh then it was opening day at gun, and I didn't expect to go out. Um, but I still always have my stuff in my truck just because if something feels right or something, I just you can just go. I can just go. Um, because I don't have any presets uh stands or anything set up at my at the lease so i'm always hunting out of the saddle i've always everything's on the go mm -hmm. I tear down set up every time um so it was probably 10 a.m that morning and you know my buddy kyle he sent me a picture of a buck that he shot um which was awesome I'm like, dude, I got to get out in the woods. Like, I don't even care. Like I, I got my orange with me, you know, my bow's always with me. I'm just, 
I said, Hey boss, we busy today? No. She's like, you want to go out hunting, don't you? I'm like, well, you don't got to ask me twice. Yeah. I'm out of here later. Yep. I said, all right, I'm out at noon. So I got out at noon, left work, which I always keep my scent crusher bag in the truck. And then I bring it in and I swear it's like my, I got the roller bag. So it's like, I just roll it into work and just live out of it. I live out of it. So I just run cycles at work and um, <laughs> change. And then I head out to which my property is only 10, 15 minutes from work, which makes it so much even better, man. Yeah. Even, it just boom, boom. I'm there. Um, and I had an idea on where I was going to sit. I was going to sit a little bit farther in where I had the pre than the previous night to mm -hmm. maybe see if they were going to come around the same time that maybe I could catch them a little before it got too dark. And so I got in around, found my tree about one 15, a little quarter after one got set up and I didn't even, I got on my platform. I didn't even get my backpack strap around the tree. And I look up and a four point starts strolling through, uh, to my West and I have a northeast wind coming, so I every, all the winds to my face. So, mm -hmm. which I have a lot of thick stuff behind me. So, the from all the scouting, the hunting that I've done, I've seen that they've been going around all the thicker stuff. Mm -hmm. So, if, if all my scent, if they were, if I had any, would be going into the thicker stuff. So, I'm, I kind of had that. At least, I was kind of banking on that yeah yeah you're well thought um, out on this set yep i was like all right and i kept checking my wind i was like all right let's you know hoping you know it's kind of like that whiskey wind and stuff like that that we yeah you know you guys always talked about Getting sketchy a little bit yeah i was like not, oh yeah. i'm like it kept switching on me it kept swirling i'm like oh don't be doing this i hate um, that nothing like makes it, you lose confidence so fast in a sit like your wind starting to do some oh, shady like, stuff like for like 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, it's good, good. And all of a sudden, like, I'll feel like kind of switch to the back of my neck. I was like, no, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it switches back. I'm like, all right, we're good. Um, so that buck came rolling through, didn't even know I was there. I was like, great. So I finally, once he got out, I finally got all my gear set up, set my camera arm up, GoPro, my bows up, stuff like that. And I'm just chilling there and probably an hour goes by, uh, and I see deer legs up in the thick stuff starting to come through. I was like, all right, what do we got here? Cause mm -hmm. they're just cruising through. I've been seeing, we've had a couple does that have been hot that, you know, these bucks are just cruising through here. Yeah. I'm like, all right, if I see something, something hopefully is following them. So a doe came through a little fawn button with her and another fawn, uh, but they were just taking their old time, eating stuff off the ground. I'm like, okay, well, obviously nothing must be chasing them um, too crazy if they're just kind of moseying, taking their time. Yeah. And they, you know, twiddled around, ate off the ground, stuff like that, looked around uh, for about 20 minutes. And they, the doe came underneath me and I was like, the, the hunter side of me was like, oh, I could totally just draw back and get what a doe. I'm like, it's, it's early. Ah, I'll let her go. I'm like, I know something's got to come through here at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably not even a half hour goes by. I see out of the corner of my eye on my East, um, a body and I look up and I had just missed to see what it was on like if it was a doe or a buck i just seen big body because the tree was covering its head yeah and i looked at the body and like that's no doe body around here so I'm like that's got to be something at least with antlers i'm hoping right so i'm just i got my camera ready i got my binos i'm looking all of a sudden i see tall antlers i was like all right this how far is this buck when you get sighted him at first he's probably about 45 to 50 yards oh so he's like more in the wheelhouse he's in the wheelhouse but i'm in such tight timber with a little bit of opening that it i had a lot of, i had a lot of trees for cover the way yeah. that i uh usually set up my platform is always try to keep uh 
the tree and the deer to where I would think they'd kind of come from mm-hmm. in between. So I can try to use the tree as kind of cover and or if I have to swing to one side or the other just to kind yeah. of look like the tree, you know, there's a boundary between you. Yeah. And so he's kind of sent checking the ground and kind of figure trying to figure it out. And I'm like, is he sent checking does or is he somehow picking up my, you know, my feet scent like of just walking in. Yeah. And he's, you know, checking up, looking around and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, he's getting, you know, curious. I'm, you know, that's when I start grabbing my bow and I'm just kind of watching him with the camera and he starts coming my way a little bit and then circles back around to the, to the path that he had come. And it was that path that, that deer path that those two bucks came through the night before that I'd sent all or the yep. two days before that I sent them to the, to the group. Yep. He came up from the other way and uh, to the wind to his face. Um, and then he started to come my way and I was like, all right, I'm like, it's game time. Like, come on, just like, let's, let's do something. I noticed like, I'm like, all right, this is, this has got to be a nine or a 10 point. I'm like this, this is, one of the bucks that I'm after that I don't have on camera, but I've seen him on the hoof. Mm-hmm. And so he's coming, he's coming, he's probably 30 yards now and he's still sent checking. And then we're to that point where we're, it, we're getting snow flurries, but it's still melting as it's coming down. But we have probably three, four inches of snow. Yeah. So like the snow is melting off the trees. So it sounds like either a deer stomp or somebody walking. Yeah. So, even you can hear my camera, like a snow falling off of a branch and hitting the ground. And then he like kind of sketched out and like almost try, he got, he got, I was on like high alert and almost was going to like turn back around. Mm-hmm. And then he was like looking around, scent checking, and then just kind of calmed back Relaxed, down. A little yeah. bit. I was like, all right. I, Cause I almost got nervous that he was going to back, go back the other way. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just telling myself, come on, come on. Like, like, let's, you're in, you're getting in the wheelhouse here. All as soon as he had to walk probably 15 more yards and I could swing to my, to my left. And I had like a, a base tree with like three, three trees splitting off. And if, if he would come in between those split trees, I had a clear shot broadside and it was kind of a deer made path that walked 18 yards from where I was at. Mm-hmm. So he was in my, you know, my wheelhouse. If, if he would step into that shooting lane. Yeah. So as soon as he got into the first half of that split tree, I got my camera set, which I'll go into details that I totally messed up the shot on the camera, but I didn't care. Yeah, you're not okay. filming for outdoor channels. I only, sell, I only sell film for fun. If I get it, great. If not, I don't care. The, the, Props to you. I, I, uh, I love when I film my hunts, but I hate taking the stuff, so I just don't with whitetails. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's, yeah. Uh, I do it for fun. Um, but as he, as soon as he stepped in that first section of the tree, I swung around, got ready, and I got drawn back. And I'm kicking my face mask down with my first knuckle. Mm-hmm. So I shoot a, a thumb button release because I don't like taking my eyes off of the deer. With yeah. like, a, I always have that issue with getting busted by like trying to focus on clipping my wrist oh, strap, release, saying, yeah. my caliper release on the D loop, and then yep. I, you know I totally take my eyes off. Yep. So with I found out I shoot better with an ink with a thumb button. Plus, it's a bigger piece just to grab onto without having to really look at. Yeah. I got anchored. I was able to pull my face mask down to get to my... Sorry, I got sirens going by the one time that New Windsor has anything going on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Oh, you're good, man. I need Uh, to tell the whole whole town to just, like, 
turn off while we're recording at, you know, so they can respect what we do. You just here. need to have the on lot, like on air sign that, that's outside of the studio, uh, just outside too. That would bring us some problems. I think I mean, <laughs> people bugging us on purpose, people revving up. Uh, I People already rev up Harleys and stuff when they drive by hoping that we're recording. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what goes on. Oh, I'm sure. But anyway, um, so yeah, I got where you shoot the release. This deer's coming in. You're getting your camera set. All right. Sorry about the interruption there. No, you're, you're good, man. Uh, so I got drawn back. I was able to pull my uh, face mask down so I could get the kisser button to the corner of my mouth, get properly anchored. And he just, you know, got into the shooting lane, you know, leveled out my sight. And he was slightly quartering too. So I didn't want to hug the shoulder and get into the shoulder so i mm -hmm. wanted to kind of get close to the shoulder but not enough to hit the shoulder yep i understand you're just you're hugging as many vitals as you got available yeah without hitting guts that was my biggest yep. thing um and he stopped he kind of then he all of a sudden looked up at me and i pulled the ross bigger and i released I said, I said some Ross bigger words in my head. Yes. I released, boom, arrow zips right through the center of him. And he, the way he reacted was all like he arched his back and then mule kicked out of there. Mm -hmm. And he ran about 20, 25 yards, stopped, looked around, tail tucked flickered a couple times and then just kind of trotted through the thick stuff and that's all she wrote i didn't yep. see him but i'm so you called shaking. me that night right yeah i called you that night because i i gave him time uh so what are you thinking when you see this in your head are you thinking good shot are you thinking yeah are you thinking oh no what like what well, where are you first at? i'm like i'm like that's a great shot you know it was center body you know, I tried to hug the shoulder as much as possible. It was maybe a little too far, little far back than I wanted, mm -hmm. but it was in that, you know, that pinwheel as much as I could without hitting the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna at least not get down right away. I at least want to get down in about half hour just to check my arrow, just to see because I knew it passed through him. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh. I got down about a half hour, checked my arrow, no guts. I was like, yes, all right, no guts. I'm happy with that. Didn't smell. Um, good blood. It was a little dark, though, and it had like a, how I talked to you on the phone. It was like that uh, filmy, clear material. Yeah. Um, it was kind of white-ish, mm -hmm. um, but clear. But it wasn't covered in blood. I only had blood, you know, on my white wraps and my white uh fletches yeah um and i sent you the picture of it and you're like oh that was actually better than i thought it was gonna yeah, look it, it was better the photos made it look way better than you explained it yeah i'm awful explaining it because i don't <laughs> know what to look for at an arrow for the yeah, most you're part being, you're being careful too though so yeah and i didn't want to like keep bumping the deer and then yeah so i went up at least walked up to the spot where he had stopped which wasn't that far from where my arrow you know where i had shot him mm -hmm. so i felt safe at least going to that spot to kind of from there to there to see if i had any kind of blood i had none so that's when i went back to my truck it was probably about two hours before i kind of went back to kind of you know give him some time to look yeah and i probably went another maybe it wasn't even 100 yards the more that I think about it, because I it felt like a hundred yards because I kept having to crawl through this thicket stuff where he kind of went just to kind of look on the ground to see because we had snow. So I was like looking for blood, but nothing. So that's when mm -hmm. we backed out. Then I texted you, hey, you busy? Can I can I call you? Yeah. Um, and then I talked to you, and then we, you know, we had that game plan. And you're like, Yeah, it's you know, you said it was probably liver, maybe. I would have guessed liver from the screenshot you sent me. Oh yeah, because well, I sent you the screenshot of the deer track, uh, deer cast track. Yeah, yeah, that um, was my guess. You know, not knowing, and, but yeah, and that was my kind of guess of you know where you know playing through it. 
because I didn't look at the footage yet to even see, you know, where if I would have caught the shot or anything. Yeah. Um. So I got back to the house after I had talked to you, and then you know the game plan was to basically, since no blood, body search tomorrow. So, yeah. Which would be the sixteenth. Yeah. Um, Good thing so, you filmed, man, because because then like I don't know how long it was later. You get me a screenshot of the film and i guess when you i first talked to you i didn't think about you having a camera i didn't you know what i didn't even think about it until i sent the the video to dominic and dominic goes dude i know it's not that good quality that you sent me but he says look for an entry hole i was like yeah it's all you need yeah like i didn't even think about it i'm I'm so worried i'm like i'm like i didn't even think about like looking for that so i got back on here on the big screen and because I didn't catch the shot on film because I was I'm still new to the self-filming. Yeah, I was yeah ahead of where he was. Pain. But I caught him as he was leaving. And so I froze the, you know, I paused the video, and that's when I sent you that screenshot of you know where the entry hole was, and it was exactly where I had thought. Yeah, good eye, by the way. Um and I thought I like, liver, so from right. that basically. And um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, between sending it to you, sending it to the whole WCB, you know, our group chat and everything, mm-hmm. they're like, yep, liver, 100%, you know, body search, you know, tomorrow. So obviously didn't get much sleep that night. Yeah, yeah I, you never do. Yeah, I know. I had texted my boss and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to look for this deer. He says, that's fine. You know, take we're not that busy. Yeah, shout out to your boss. Yeah, my boss is total. You know, I always tell him not all heroes wear capes. So yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, just come in in the afternoon or whatever. Just take the morning to go look for him. I was like, okay, well, hopefully, you know, I'll find him within within yeah. reason. So at this point, did you have blood the next morning, or did you were you just planning on body searching? That's I, crazy. Yeah, because we had the way your arrow looked. I thought you would have had some blood. I would have, I would have thought, um, I thought I had something, but, um, not a single drop. And we had lake effect snow at my house all the way up to the road of where my property, my lease is at. And then it was just clear, nothing like they got, they got maybe a dusting, but it was like, it went around the property. You were just meant to find this deer then. I I swear, I yeah, I think I was meant. To, yeah, I was like, so "How long did you body search for this buck then, if you didn't have blood?" Uh, so it was. I start. I got there around eight o'clock because daylight was around, just breaking first light at seven thirty. Yeah. Um. So I got there about quarter to eight, and then just started putting boots on the ground. I'm by myself because my buddy Matt, who's with uh, on the property with me, he was supposed to come and help me but he called me says dude my serpentine belt just broke on my car as i was getting ready to leave yeah go figure right i was like awesome thanks buddy i said well it's all right go fix that no you know i'm not going anywhere i'm just gonna be searching yeah um i 40 plus acres and i am still it's 10 o'clock and i still have not found this deer no kidding and uh i've walked from one end to the other through the river and grandma's house we go i went through everywhere and just could not find anything and i you know i thought okay maybe if i kept going back to where i you know shot him i could try to find like follow the hoof print yeah well not on that property i mean we have so many does we have so many other it's like a highway yeah you have to be like an african tracker to do something like oh, that. oh man i was like man you know when kurt and i were talking about you know when they tracked the the everything that you guys shot you know they didn't really look for blood they just looked at the, the feet yeah. i was like i'm not that good <laughs> well they're on sand and they can see like dragons yeah. you're on frozen ground in michigan yeah it's a little different but yeah so i was like crap so i texted my boss at like 10 i said I'm like, no luck so far. I said, but I'll be in at noon Ooh. and then I'll come he back. calling me. I wonder what's going on. I wonder Uh-oh. if he killed something. I wonder if he had found that. I'll text him. We'll see. We'll find out. 
I just told him we're podcasting. So anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, if that if we get an update for the end, we'll know if he killed one or not. Yep. So, so if yeah. you're searching. I'm searching. It's like 1030. And I'm like, I text my boss. Hey, no luck. I'll be in at noon, but I'm going to have to come back after when I get off work. And it's going to be almost dark because just take the whole day i said all right cool yeah awesome and it's like and i'm still you know searching and i'm like i'm 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 losing hope at this point like i i felt like i've walked every part of this every part of this this property um did lee shoot something well it's gun season in illinois here today um and there's guys that hunt like right on my house. And my wife just said that it sounded like somebody shot our house. <laughs> oh, so waiting for Lee, waiting for Lee's update. Anyway. Uh-oh. So, All right. yeah. So, you know, I'm still trying to find this deer and I'm like having no luck. I'm losing hope and it's noon. And I got on the phone with my uncle and he had just shot an eight point that morning. And, you know, he had to drag it out and he's like, Hey, you need help? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting ready to, you know, I have, you know, it's all right. Cause he's never been there before. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no worries. I'll just, I'll keep you updated. And I swear not 30 seconds after I had gotten off the phone with him, I took a couple steps, looked around to my left, looked straight. And all of a sudden I looked to my right and I took a double take and, there he is a deer laying right there around a little tree I mean, how many times talking, did you, how many times did you walk by him do you think i tell you what i must have missed that small little pocket by probably 20 30 yards but if you like went around that whole little area you'd see boot prints all over that place wow that's crazy and i looked out and it was just he was just piled up like he didn't bed down he just Ran, ran to his death pretty much ran to a little two inch tree well awesome dude you got him that's awesome is he oh, your biggest i buck? was like what is he your biggest buck biggest buck i uh rough scored him um because we're in the you know the bow hunting league and i rough scored him at 124 and three eighths awesome man when i had to do so, a remeasure because he's just shy of pope and young yeah i was gonna I was gonna be call you up here after after a while and be yeah, like, "Hey, get him through his drying period, whatever. Yep. To bring him up to the studio, and we'll, I'll put a tape on him." Well, yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's a that's a whirlwind of a story of ups and downs of emotion, but I'm glad yep. you recovered him. That and- was awesome. and he was no because we have a really bad coyote issue at at our property. And yeah. everybody does, man. Yeah. Oh, it's you know when my cameras were you know live and stuff it was like every night every morning i'd have coyotes yeah. you know i even had one on the center field one at the other corner at the same time and they were howling at each other i've had that too and you're sitting in the middle of them and you're just like what is going on all right let's see here no no messages from lee but somebody else shot one i can't say who yet um excited i'll tell you after we get done recording sorry okay. i'm getting no, messages good. it's deer 30 outside right now so everyone's texting me right now i know i'll um, show you afterwards i just can't okay. say on there um but yeah um i literally just you know i called called my buddy matt i said yo i found him he goes no you didn't i i said yeah yeah i did um he says okay well i'll take the wife's car then he says i'll come and help you because i had a drag on my on my hands well you're exhausted Um, from walking all day oh i when i got home that evening because it took me three and a half hours to get him out to the field um to get him out like into my truck Mm -hmm. um i got him a quarter away before my buddy showed up to help me the rest of the way. Um, and you get a deer sled or a deer cart or a side-by-side or a four-wheeler or something. The problem is, is we have this 30 to 40 foot ravine that drops down and goes up that literally cuts the field and the property in half. 
Oh, so yeah, that's a problem. Get him through, like, go down. Downhill's fine. It's the up part right. that sucks. And I almost need to borrow your hernia presenter, uh, preventer 5,000 winch just to winch him yep. up the. Yeah, that, that'd help. Yeah. yeah. Deer sled, deer cart, but I don't know, man. Here's the thing if it would have been easy, that buck wouldn't, it would have still mean a lot, I'm sure, but it, it means yeah. a lot more now that it sucks. And, and, you know, you went into that spot to get a deer killed and it worked yep so, i knew i knew i'm like a deer's got to be worth it worth the drag to, but i know they're back about here. maybe shooting a doe in there i she was making my my trigger finger itch all right no, you can't you got to resist the urge i know i did though i did but it was it was hard she was tempt, she was tempting but well, dude, I'm uh, pumped for you. I think it's awesome that you tagged out from going like the first time you came in the studio and podcasted to have a buck stolen from you. Sit back to the library and check that one out to tagging out uh, with a bow. It's pretty awesome, dude. So it's cool to see your your learning curve get shorter and just kind of you notching the belt with some experience and some shots and hearing your stories, man. So, oh, man, it's, you know, it feels like it's it's surreal. It's definitely a... You know, it's definitely a dream season for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so are you shoulder mounting both the deer from this year? Yep. My first one's already at Old Barn. Uh, and this one will be going to Old Barn as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pumped. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I, I like my shoulder mounts and I only yeah. got, I only got one. So, yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere, man. You're, I know. You'll start piling them up. So you're tagged out, man. So you can kind of just relax and laugh at Doug and Eric battle over this chip that they're. Yeah. I'm pretty, uh, you know, with them being pretty vague on this, man, I'm trying to. I'm team Eric. Now the podcast that launches later this week, uh, will reveal why I'm team Eric, but I was, I was neutral, but Doug just forced me to go team Eric. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Well, you know, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do, but I'm, yeah. I'm, you're Pretty, kicking, kicking with your feet up, man. Yep, uh, and uh, I'm gonna go out. I got you know some doe tags and here and there, and you know I'm not gonna stress over it. I'm, I'm just go out and have fun, which yep. is, that's what it always should be. Where can yep. people find you on the gram if they want to look you up? Uh, Garrett underscore underscore Goodwin. Garrett is one R though. It's G A R. Always he, type it with two. I even have to I double check the podcast and I make know. sure when I put the cover art out that it's not. That's all right. I forgive you. I always tell people the lack of the R in Garrett is just makes up for my hype. So. Perfect, man. Well, thanks for sharing your story, dude. Um, people are texting me. It's dude, it's prime time right now, and it's just I don't know. Everyone vents all their hunting stories on me, even outside of the podcast, because I don't know, because I'm done. So I get all the play-by-plays, you know, in the afternoon. Yep. Now, so, well, cool, man. Well, congratulations. I'm super pumped for you. Um, we'll have all the pictures up and, uh, of course, on the Working Glass Bowhunter socials and all that. So, yes, and see his deer and everything. So, man, you're killing it. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And uh, thanks for taking more. Well, you you actually work today. So your boss is probably liking it because we had to wait till after work for you to do this podcast. So, yeah, I know. I, I, I yeah, I, I had to. I told him, I said, Hey, I have to leave at five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm just like, dude, take your time. Just I'll be here. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, thanks everyone watching and listening. Hope you're enjoying this series. We're bringing a lot more. If there's anything you want to see or hear or watch us do or talk about whatever, throw it in the comments on DeerCast. We'll pull from there. Uh, but we appreciate the support on the series and you know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you later.